Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Well, hey, folks, welcome to the Heart of the Athlete, the local FCA radio show here on KBXL 94.1 FM, The Voice. I'm Ken Lewis on staff with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes here in Idaho. And uh, with me again is my great friend, Lee Simmons. Lee, welcome back to Glad, Heart of the Athlete. Glad to be here, Ken. Glad to be here. Well, folks, we, first of all, we want to wish you a very happy Thanksgiving, and hopefully you've you've had some time to get away and celebrate you know all the great things that god has done for us and be grateful rightly here most in, uh, definitely this thanksgiving weekend yes uh, thanksgiving is my favorite time of the year because it's uh we have so much to be thankful for and sometimes we forget you know god says in his word that that's the if you want to know the will of god is to be be thankful and mm-hmm. uh and and i'm thanksgiving is that time that reminds us to be thankful for our family, our yeah. friends, the life he's given us, yeah, salvation he's given us. That's right. Yeah, we we have so much, and you know, I I think about the Apostle Paul when he encourages us to, uh, you know, in Philippians four, there to rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. Let your graciousness be known to everyone. That's right, because the Lord is. And uh, you think about that word, gracious. What does that mean to you, Lee? Well, grace is everything, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, the Lord's grace is what changes us, which molds us, which moves us. It, it says that the grace of God appeared, bringing teaching mm-hmm. us to say no to ungodliness, mm-hmm. and worldliness, and yeah. And so, the grace of you can't find grace anywhere other right. than in in Jesus, right? And graciousness is the thankfulness for the grace, right? And to uh, to continually remind ourselves and be grateful all the time for yeah. what he's done in the gospel. Yeah. I know the apostle Paul goes on to say, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. Most definitely. And, uh, I know that make your petitions and requests known to known to God. Yeah. Cause yeah. he cares for you. According That's to right. Peter. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Right. I mean, some people say, ah, oh, God just cares about the big stuff, <laughs> not the little stuff. The creator of the universe, the one that put the stars in the moon, cares about what goes on in our lives. Yeah. And that, that's that's an amazing thing. Yeah. I, you know, I think some people, you know, when they've looked at those verses, you know, and, and when Paul is telling us and encouraging us, prodding us along to pray about everything, I think he's, he's wanting us to communicate and talk to God and listen to yeah. him, right? Yeah. I wonder how many people, my own life, I don't know if I'm always conscious of that when I pray and he's there, mm-hmm. he's with us, you mm-hmm. know, he's as, he's as near as the air we breathe yeah. and uh, cares about every detail of our lives. You know, the, the disciples, when they were presenting the gospel, they always started with the creation creator and mm. um, because it's important to re- remember who this God is, Yeah, you know, he's not. He's not just some stone that you you know you worship and created in your own mind. He's the one that created yeah. everything. Yeah, and uh, he does care for us. Yeah, you're talking about the disciples, and isn't it interesting that they, you know, in terms of being conformed to the image of Christ, that's what Jesus did. Right. Jesus referred back to Genesis. Absolutely. Genesis chapter one. Genesis chapter two. Right. So, you know, he must have 
believed and thought and lived because in the beginning was a word that all of that was important. And it wasn't just some story, some kid's fable or story. What? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, today I think we've shortchanged the gospel a little bit. We've turned it into getting saved and discipleship. And I think that's important. I think yeah, getting saved definitely. and discipleship is definitely important. But you shortchange it when you don't under, don't move one step further or one step back and say the reason that we can be saved and can be discipled is because of in the beginning, God mm-hmm. created the heavens and the earth. Mm-hmm. And uh, that same God came down and dwelt among us according mm-hmm. to the new Testament right. and showed us what it was to live and how to live yeah. and, and uh, how to have a relationship with the creator mm-hmm. and uh, this triune God. And uh, that's a, an amazing, they've been loving each other since the beginning. Yeah. And they want to invite us into that yeah. loving relationship as well. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's a relationship. Yeah. You know, as you're saying that, it kind of reminds me, I, you know, if, if the only goal of discipleship is so that we can kind of get packed up in the spiritual arsenal, right. you know, and get these different things on us, you know, like almost like metals or, or yeah. equipment or, you know, apparatus or weapons as, as we get packed up in that, if that is, if that's the only goal, then it, it's not pointing to Christ. It's, it's, it's more focused on us, right? Right. It doesn't give the future. It doesn't give a future to anybody or a mission for yeah. anybody. I mean, yeah. the, the gospel is always missional and it's, it's, uh, it's not just going to heaven. Heaven is the reward that we'll get there. But in the meantime, you know, we have a relationship that we're walking with him that's missional to, to reach out to the world mm-hmm. and the people around us and mm-hmm. not just be in our own little bubble and mm-hmm. not, not, uh, not reach out to others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's never been the intention. Yeah. Wow. So good. Well, Hey, we're sitting here. I know we, we wanted to talk about a few things from last time, but folks, a couple of FC announcements. We've got some archery FC archery clinics coming up this month for, for youth and out there in Napa. And we're so excited about Beaumont community church, how they're partnering with us. And, uh, they've got a great facility, indoor facility out there and, um, good job Beaumont. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, who t- turned me on to, on the Beaumont was old Bruce Ankeny. Oh, really? And, and Bruce right. has passed away, but he's a former Greenleaf friends Academy yes, guy right. uh, on some, he was on a couple of championship football teams back yes, in the was. early sixties. And anyway, Bruce called me up one day and says, Hey Ken, you know, uh, I want to want to show you, you know, what we have out here. Well, that was years ago and they've built a beautiful building out there and Lord blessed them. And they, they've just really honored it. And they're allowing us to, to partner and have these archery clinics out there, which is really cool. And did you know, Lee, there's more kids involved in archery than little league baseball in our country. Really? Yeah. Uh, man, but the American sport, what happened? <laughs> well, there's so many. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, I, I, it shocked me too, you know. And, and but then, you know, it's funny as I start talking about this more, and we have, we, um, you know, we're doing these archery clinics and, and sharing the gospel, and you know, and encouraging kids and their and the, and the sport and teach them how to do this. Um, it's been, um, do they do it in competition? Well, that's, that's the plan potentially is to maybe have a team right now. We're just doing clinics for kids that, and, uh, parents are welcome to come and participate. So you can get more information at fcidaho.org. And then we've got our FCA bowl breakfast coming up here in about uh, four weeks, December 22nd, Friday, this December 22nd, we have rocket Ismail who, uh, was a former Notre Dame fighting Irish wide receiver, Played for the Cowboys, the Panthers, and the Raiders. 
And like, you've been a few like I said last time, not the Seahawks, not the Seahawks. Yes, but uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, uh, you can sponsor a table. You can get individual tickets, and um, it's going to be a great time. You can bring kids to this, relatives, coworkers, and of course, we'll hear from a player from each of the two teams, and they'll get to share their testimony. And uh, so it's a great event, folks. It's yeah. very powerful for young kids. I mean, because they look up to these athletes, these yep. college players, and. Uh, to hear what the Lord does in each yeah. one of these lives and then Rocket's life. I mean, they, they it becomes a very, uh, very impactful yep. thing for young people. And then, you know, folks, maybe you've got some friends in your life, some people that maybe they love football. Maybe they were a Rocket fan. Maybe they're a Notre Dame fan. Maybe they're a Dallas Cowboy or Raider or a Carol. I don't, I don't run into a lot of Carolina Panther fans, <laughs> but maybe they're a Carolina Panther fan, but they have a hard time going to church. Yes. Maybe they never get inside the doors of a church right. and you've got some people that you've been praying for that are on your mind and your heart. This would be a great thing to invite them to. We've had every year, Lee, we have people that will, that will pay for a, a, a couple, uh, some coaches or maybe some kids to come to this event. And because they know they want to come here because it's because it, it, we're a sanctioned event with a famous out potato bowl and ESPN. But uh, they let us do this breakfast as a blessing to the, the two teams and coaches. So, so anyway, excited. And, uh, we're, we're going to be there. And, um, well, Lee, we left off last week talking about God's word and, you know, some of the studies you've been doing and, and leading people. And, and, uh, I'm just curious, you know, as we jump back into this and, and talk about his word and do you have a life verse? I do. It's a uh, Philippians one, six, he who began a good work in me. will carry it on to completion. And, uh, that's a, the reason that's so powerful to me is because life has a tendency to bring you down. Sometimes you don't mm-hmm. feel like you measure up and which we don't. I always know that he's going to, he, he who began that work in me in 1983 mm. will, will carry that work on with inside me all the way to where I meet him in heaven. Yeah. And so it's a, it's a very powerful verse. I remind myself that all the time. And that's one thing we need to remember is that we need to preach the gospel to ourselves all the time mm-hmm. because we, we yep. a lot of times we feel like we're failures and we need to preach the gospel to ourselves mm-hmm. and remind ourselves what Jesus did mm-hmm. and, and why he did it, how, how wonderful he is for doing it. And so, yeah. and it's not about anything that we do. It's about everything that he's done. Yeah. Amen. That's the gospel. Yeah. That's so important. I, you know, I've got this four wristband here. And I have one of those too. It's a remind, yep. Did I give that to you? Yep. Yep. It's a reminder of how much he loves us, but we're separated from the father, from God, the father from because of sin. Correct. But it also reminds me of what he did on the cross. You know, and Jesus said, every time we eat and every time we drink, remember these things. Right. right? He right. said that. And oh, we, yeah. And we don't, sometimes we don't, but I think is, as me, obviously, you and I are both humans. <laughs> we need to be reminded to be, re- to remind these things. Exactly. Like you were exactly. saying, to preach our, preach it to ourselves. So. Most definitely. Especially around the Thanksgiving table. It would be a good time. That's right. To remind That's ourselves. That's right. Well, well, hey, well, that, I love that verse. I love the book of Philippians. In fact, our, our church, so, we, my wife and I fellowship with now, we're just getting done with the book, book of Philippians. Book of joy. Yep. So good. Yeah. Well, you know, these are interesting days, the days we're living in for a number of reasons. You know, obviously there's things going on in Israel and the Middle East right yes. now. But even prior to that, these have been interesting days yes, they, since they, COVID. Yes, they have been. I mean, uh, people are living in uncertain times. Anxious times, really. I mean, the, the the days of 
our security and our government's kind of gone down, down mm-hmm. and to trust in the government, the government, we're not supposed to trust in the government. Anyway. We're supposed to trust in the church, trust in the Lord. Who's, who's going to be, a, have a government one day that it'll be pure and right. Amen. <laughs> um, but yeah, with the, especially with October 7th, when um, Israel was invaded and, and I, I was talking to you before that Israel right. prior to October 7th was one of the most hedonistic secular countries in the world. They had no concern about God. They didn't want to have anything to do with God. And um, after October 7th, in fact, before October 7th, they were going to have a court-appointed uh, decision about not being able to pray in the streets of wow. Jerusalem. I mean, which is— In Israel. In Israel, which wow. is crazy. Wow. And um, But since October 7th, it's, it's turning Jewish people back to God. And um, and when I say that, they're they're turning back to the God of of Israel. They're not turning to Jesus. They're turning back to the God of Israel, which is the first step. I mean, for them to just even because you go from not even caring about God or thinking about God to all of a sudden now you're turning back to the God of the of mm-hmm. the Torah of, mm-hmm. of the Old Testament. And so, I mean, that's just a wonderful thing. So, so then you can think the next step and lead them lead them to the Lord mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. And I was talking about that there's a picture that they showed that I saw recently that were out in the where they had these huge, humongous bulldozers. Mm. Uh, they were probably 20 feet high at the blade because humans look real small to them. And they surrounded themselves in a square and out in the middle of the desert uh, with these bulldozers. And they made themselves a synagogue. And here are these Israeli soldiers celebrating in the synagogue that they wow. created with these bulldozers. Wow. So, I mean, they're, they're just a, a very powerful thing happening in Israel right now. Mm. And we should celebrate as the church. We should celebrate what God's doing with Israel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's so interesting how the, the uprising around the world and including our country against Israel. That's very interesting. Even I remember seeing some reports even like a day or two after in Australia, crowds chanting, gas the Jews, gas the Jews. Israel had not even done any retaliation. Really, no, they had Of any sort at that point. Yeah, anti-Semitism is, is, is very bad right now in the world. Jews can't even go outside of their homes in other places like London and Germany and Australia, as you were suggesting. They can't, they can't go out of their homes because people will attack them. And uh, that's, that's a sad thing. Yeah. Very sad. Even in, in our country, in New York City as well. Yes, right. right. Yeah, they're very fearful. And and it's important as, as to remember that Israel is chosen by God. You know, they're God, they're his people. And it's not about, when you talk about the faithfulness of God, it's, it's not about Israel's faithfulness. Some people say, well, God turned his back on Israel. And that's, he would never do that because it's about his character. It's about who he is. When it, when uh, Moses asked him uh, up on Mount Sinai what your name was, and mm-hmm. God came before him and he said, my name is merciful, gracious, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, steadfast love for thousands, forgiven iniquity and transgression and sin. That's that's God's name. That's his character. Mm-hmm. I mean, my, my name's Lee, but uh, I'm the youngest and uh, there was Lyle, Larry, and Lee. And my, my mom and dad didn't think of any other than the L. But back in the Middle East, name is who you are. It's who you are, uh, represent yourself to be. 
And God is telling Moses that I am faithful. I am faithful to to Israel. I'm faithful to continue my work in Israel with the Abrahamic covenant, the Palestinian, or the, <clears throat> excuse me, the land covenant, and then the new covenant. There are eternal covenants that God gave to Israel. Mm-hmm. And if I may, there's <clears throat> one other story that, that uh, when God made the Abrahamic covenant or the land covenant with Abraham, he did what was called cutting the covenant. They Back then when they made an agreement, they would go and they would cut an animal and they would divide that animal and the blood would drain in in between and as they Mm. walked between those animals what they're saying is that if a two agreement they would say that i die before the agreement be broken wow well with israel with with abraham god put abraham in a sleep and the only one to walk through the 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 animals was god himself Mm. and so god's saying essentially that i would die before i'd break my covenant with israel so he's not going to break his covenant. He's not going to break his covenant. No, he's not. And and uh, and you know, of course, that's a, a a type for Jesus, who, being God, died on the cross for our sins as mm-hmm. well. He won't break the covenant with us. God's faithfulness to Israel demonstrates His faithfulness to believers today. I can rely on Him. I can bank on Him. I know that He's going to fulfill everything that He said He was going to do mm-hmm. for me and for you and for. For every believer, because yeah. of his character and who he is. Wow, that's so good. He's a wonderful God. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, it, it's it's awesome, to, you know, to to live in that and and to just to hear you talk about that and be reminded of that. So here we are. We, obviously, it's not just a little tension. There's it's a, it's a, there's a lot of a lot of strife and a lot of tension going on. You know, as for us as Christians here in the United States, Lee. How should we, and we were talking about off the air, we were talking about Francis Schaeffer and, and some of the books, you know, yes, love Francis, you know, Schaeffer. and I know I, I hate to, well, you know, you know, one of the titles of his book was how should we then live? And I remember hearing, reading and hearing Francis Schaeffer talk about, you know, people living out their Christian life and whatever walk that they're doing, that we shouldn't just compartmentalize our faith. And in other words, only, only be Christian like at church, but then act like the world doing whatever job we're doing. And, and I remember Francis Schaefer really encouraging us, you know, doctors, lawyers, teachers, you know, construction workers, you know, everybody, right. Exactly. To, 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 to do that. And so as we, as we kind of spin off of that, for what's your advice for us Christians in the United States right now, Lee? Well, the first thing, you know, I read a statistic that six out of, 10 churches don't love Israel or don't or, or think that the covenants were passed on to the church it's called replacement theology or that's they, they, when you use that word they say it's too powerful they, they like the words like remnant theology or inclusion theology or or uh, covenant theology they basically think that the, co- the covenants were passed to the church and not with Israel and that has been very, that right? yeah, not with Israel and that's been very dangerous because that kind of theology is what's created the the Jewish persecution throughout the world um, over and over again we can go through all of them Germany you know and right now what's happening you know because yeah. if you look at Israel as God's chosen people which is the ones the only one that he put his name on was the people of Israel of all the nations of the world. And so as believers today, we ought to love the Jewish people. We ought to pray for the Jewish people, the nation of Israel. Uh, Psalms 122.6 says to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And what we're praying for there is for the Lord to come back. Thy Mm -hmm. will be done on earth as it is in heaven, to have that peace in Jerusalem. And, And to pray for the... 
the Jewish people because they're being persecuted in these other countries and, and being beaten up and, and uh, just for being Jewish. And, and then there's no other reason. I mean, it's a very sinister spirit that is attacking the Jewish people. And we need to recognize that, that it, there are mm-hmm. war against not flesh and blood, but the spirits and the powers and principalities and the air. And, and, and so there is a sinister spirit behind this right. kind of right. kind of persecution. And as Christians, when we support the idea that the covenants have been passed on to the church, the true Israel, they call it, and not the Israel that God of the Old Testament, um, we facilitate that kind of uh, behavior. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we encourage that. I don't know if courage is not the word for it, but we, we uh, basically give them the permission to go ahead and, and persecute this Jewish people. Yeah, it's, like, it's almost like a pass. It's almost like we're kind of just doing this and letting them. Yeah, pass would be a good word. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I, I think about how, um, you know, they've got a big target. Yes, they do. Back. And it's it's uh, it's not right. No. And like we were saying, you know, a day or two after there's, I mean, there was calculated uh, res- negative response against Israel around the world. Yeah. And, 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 and the the best it, it, apparently it, it, intelligence from the United States and Israel had no clue no. Right, about this attack. So to me, I think it just points to what you alluded to earlier that it was a demonic, you know, attack from the enemy. Yes, and you know, most people don't realize that Israel is the size of Rhode Island. Uh, I was in Rhode Island. You could drive across Rhode Island in about forty five minutes. Um, uh, very small, very small country, and and they're surrounded by everybody that hates them. Right. They hate, they hate Israel, the Islamic uh, countries that are around them. And one other thing I'm going to allude to is that the Islamic eschatology, which is the last things, they believe that the destruction of Israel will bring about their uh, Messiah, their, their, their version of the Messiah. Mm-hmm. And uh, wow, that, that we're fighting an ideology. We're not mm-hmm. fighting for land and World War II or for, for uh, politics, you know, or whatever that's an idol. It's a, it's a thinking that Israel to be destroyed brings in mm-hmm. the, um, the, their version of the Messiah. Right. And that's what a lot of people don't realize. Right. I remember you, you telling me about the, the meaning of Hamas. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was good. You know, in, in Genesis six eleven, where it says that nothing but violence was upon the earth. The Hebrew word for violence is Hamas. Hmm. And uh, I, what you can do with that, whatever you want to do. I mean, but I just think that's interesting to me <laughs> mm-hmm. that yeah. uh, they name themselves after violence. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't want to go into all the details of what went on over there, but there's a lot of things that are demonic that when Hamas invaded Israel, the things that they did, the atrocities they right. did to people is, is nothing but short of demonic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Lee, we, we have just a, a minute left. Um, I, I just, as we close, I, uh, man, this has been a really rich time. And thanks again for taking time to you do bet. this. And to, There's nothing more I enjoy to talk about than the Lord and then Israel. Yeah. Well, this has been really good. And I, you know, folks, we, um, you know, we just ask that you would join Lee and I as we're praying, you know, as FCA Idaho and as FCA is, is praying and, and Lee is praying for, and many of you also are praying for Israel. We pray for the, you know, the the reconciliation of of souls across this country. But not only that, 
you know, across the world and in Israel with, with the, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and, and who is Jesus, the great I am, the great I am. So, well, Lee, this has been great. And, uh, thank you so much for being our heart of athletes. Thanks for the having me a couple of weeks. Thanks and, uh, me. folks, we just want to wish you a very, um, happy Thanksgiving weekend. And hopefully if you've had to work on any of these days, when so many other people have that time off, hopefully you get some time today and, and tomorrow to just be with your family. And uh, so uh, God bless you. Thanks for listening today. If you are interested in getting involved with FCA or would like to donate to the FCA ministry, you can contact us through the FCA Idaho website at fcaidaho.org. Join us next week for The Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho and KBXL, The Voice. You